and welcome to the Mindset Coach Academy podcast. Today it is Mental Monday and we are talking all about mindset, how to live it, how to teach it, and how to sell it. Hi y'all and welcome to the Mindset Coach Academy. Today we are talking about confidence and not your everyday BS thing about confidence. You know, I think it's one of those terms that to me is thrown around so much that sometimes it feels, I don't know how to describe it. What do you think? I feel like sometimes when I hear confidence, I feel like it's such a buzzword now that I sometimes tend to just, even though I teach it and I think I know how important it is, sometimes I just feel like, oh, okay, let's, let's, confidence is not all about confidence, I guess is what I'm saying, but it is pretty important. And I would say most important is if we really think about confidence as the action that we take in response to fear. Okay, so there's a lot of ways to talk about confidence. But I think for me, as I've taught it, and as I've wanted to stop talking about it sort of on the surface level and stop like throwing the term around, um, or, or making it seem like everything comes down to confidence. I think again, attaching it to an action as an antidote to fear is really, is really something that I think we can sort of sink our teeth into because it allows us to, to work on our confidence and not wait for it and, and make it actionable as in other words, we, confidence is more of a, a verb, right? Like we are being confident. And so we recently wrote a blog about confidence. It's on positiveperformancetrain.com that breaks down some of this. And um, I want to talk about it, but I also want to talk about my own experience with confidence because I think one of the things about confidence that's so important is stories. Uh, You know, I listen to some like business um, podcasts and I always love hearing about when people don't have confidence because again, then it turns into like this verb, this thing that I can work on, this thing that I can do even when I don't feel like it, that it's, it's an actionable thing, being confident. And so our blog, we talked a lot about like the myths of being confident. Um, and, you know, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over those, but then I'm going to dive in deeper and again, talk about my own experience. So number one is confidence is a result of success. I think that's a big myth that like we are going to feel confident when. And when I say it out loud, I think a lot of you will be like, well, no, I know I need to feel confident ahead of time, but like really making sure that we are taking the time to cultivate confidence before we get to that place that we want to get to. Because so often we wait to have the feeling then, and it's really hard to get to that place without being confident that you're going to get to that place. And so um, it's a little bit of a catch-22. Um, it's sort of, I mean, it's, it's a lot of, like a lot of emotions, like we're not going to wait to be happy after we win the championship. You know, we're gonna be happy now, which is going to lead us to work harder, which is going to lead us to enjoy the process that even if we don't get the championship, we're going to be happy about it. We're going to be happy in the process. And I think confidence is the same way. Number two is you have to feel confident to take action. And I really like busting this myth because again, so often we wait, we're waiting until we feel motivated. We're waiting until we feel strong. We're waiting until we feel confident to take the action. And again, that's not an antidote to fear then. Fear is maybe I don't even feel confident. Maybe I don't feel ready, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that is a confident action. Um, number three is 
faking it till you make it doesn't work. A lot of people think that we shouldn't fake it. Like that doesn't work. And there's a lot of research that says it actually does. And I think for me, you know, it's not like it's a panacea where I just tell myself that I'm confident, but trying on (laughs) the confident feeling, um, and acting really does make a difference. I mean, I notice it for myself, just, you know, if I'm going into a presentation or I'm going into a room of people or, um, you know, I notice it when I, um, you know, like shower and get dressed and put on makeup, like all those little things of like, I am a confident entrepreneur and I am going to, even if I don't feel it in every bone in my body, I'm going to, it's not really faking it, but it's, it's sort of pushing yourself over the, over the limit. Right. And like making that feeling be, I think the, the, the fourth myth is, um, confident people are confident all the time. And I think that's really something that a lot of people get stuck on that if you are feeling, if you have any self-doubt or if you feel any lack of confidence, that that's a real problem. And it's a sign that you're not ready. I see this a lot with athletes going into competition. So we have like an athlete that doesn't feel confident prior to a game and their thought about that feeling of not being confident is, well, if I was ready or if I was, you know, Diana Taurasi or if I was Serena Williams, I would feel confident. And that's just simply not true. I mean, if you talk to any elite athlete, any elite person, they don't feel confident all the time. That's unless you're a narcissist, I think that's impossible. And so how we interpret the idea of not feeling confident, and again, say it's it's a verb. This is something I, I get to do. It's not something and something that I get to cultivate. It's not something that I'm going to feel all the time. That's not going to happen. That's why I love stories. That's why I'm going to share, share with you some of mine. Um, and number five, the fifth myth is some people are just born confident. You know, I think that there are some people that are more predisposed um, to more confidence. Um, but I think a lot of it is, is, uh, nurture, you know, they've been in situations where people allowed them to be confident. They practiced it. They know that it's something that they can work on. They do scary things that make them feel stronger and more confident. Again, action is what this is all about. Confidence is a feeling we can cultivate and that we can grow and that we can make happen the more we use it as an antidote to fear. Um, okay, so for myself, right, there have been so many times that I haven't felt confident, and I really try when I'm talking to athletes and I'm talking to my entrepreneur students to really talk about these times. Um, you know, I think for me, the, the first time that I really, well, I got exposed to mindset training at about 16 years old, I thought that if I just worked hard, I would feel confident. And while working hard certainly helps, I think it's really hard to be confident without having put in the time and the hours. Some people can do it. I never could. Um, But it just is, it wasn't enough. And so I just kept thinking, well, if I work harder, then I will feel confident. And it didn't, it didn't work out for me that way. Like I had to take time to intentionally work on my confidence and work hard so that those sort of lined up. And I love the quote, um, I don't know who said it, but it's it's basically something along the lines of like, your performance will never 
be greater than your belief in yourself, whether we're talking about sports or business or really anything. And so understanding that yes, hard work can raise your level of worthiness, but you also have to work on that independently in my experience. In my experience as an athlete, that was really, really important to understand that I could cultivate confidence and it wasn't just more hours in the gym. As an entrepreneur, I would say that every time I do something new, and in other words, every time I do something scary, I have to recognize, again, that confidence is an antidote to that fear. Confidence is the way, again, confidence as a verb (laughs) and as a feeling that I'm cultivating, that I'm doing something intentional and actionable. Confidence is the antidote to that fear. It is the way that I'm growing, in other words. So if you think of where you are and you think of your stretch zone, you know, if, if you're trying to get out of your comfort zone into your stretch zone, it does take confidence. And that fear is going to rise up. It will. If you're doing anything worth doing at all in life, your confidence is going to be tested. And again, our interpretation of that is so crucial. Does your brain, which it probably will in the beginning, say, "Uh uh-oh, I'm out of my element here. I don't feel confident. Alarm bells are going off and your brain is literally screaming at you to stop. Do you interpret that as danger or do you interpret that as I must be doing something right? And when our confidence gets tested, that is how we grow. So again, to recap, the five myths I just talked about. That confidence is a result of a success. In other words, wait until you're successful to feel confident. Don't do that. <laughs> you have to feel confident to take action. Not true. Confidence is an action. Faking it till you make it doesn't work. It actually does. And sometimes we have to because we can't always just change our mindset. Sometimes we just have to do it. Uh, the fourth myth is confident people are confident all the time. Just simply not true. And we, I think we know that consciously. I think we know that rationally. But a good reminder um, excuse me, that that it, it sometimes you're not going to feel it. And again, a lot of times I see that with athletes, um, how we interpret our feeling of not confident, not being confident is really, really important. And number five, some people are just born confident. We can all work on this. This is not something that's rocket science. It takes intention. It takes practice. We do this every month in our monthly mindset coaching. Um, I'm trying to think of what other things we have. We have a lot of guided visualizations that work on this. Um, any kind of self-awareness exercise, I think really help with confidence because then you're more aware of feelings are just feelings. It's okay to feel unconfident. It's not okay to stop. Um, and of course, if you're doing any kind of coaching psychology of competition, um, or mastering your self-talk, which talks directly (laughs) talks, mastering your self-talk talks directly about confidence and how to use positive self-talk. Actually, that's the one I would recommend the most mastering your self-talk. Um, I think it's about 189. Um, on our website. If you're a coach or an athlete, definitely recommend checking that out because it has all the research behind positive self-talk. I would say positive self-talk and visualization are the two tools that I would recommend anybody that wants to work on their confidence in an actionable way. Positive self-talk is not just about platitudes. It's not just about positive affirmations or everything's cupcakes and rainbows. It actually talks about negative self-talk and how to use that as well. But it, it talks about the research behind how we talk to ourselves and how important that is um, when we're when we're talking about building up confidence. So ch- check out Mastering Your Self-Talk. It's over at positiveperformancetraining.com. It's in the show notes for sure. We definitely recommend that. 
Um, so yeah, I don't feel confident all the time. Absolutely not. But what I do know, and this is what I'm going to leave you with, is confidence is an action. And it is best used as an antidote to fear. Confidence is an action, and it is best used as an antidote to fear. Cultivate it. Make it actionable. Work on it. It is super important. It's not just a platitude. It's not just a bumper sticker. Um, but it should be worked on intentionally. All right, guys. That's all I got. You guys are awesome. Thank you for joining us. And if you like this episode, please rate, review it. Check out Mastering Your Self Talk. And hey, why not share this episode with a friend? You can just text it right over. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. And thanks for listening. Bye for now. Hey, if you loved this episode, make sure to check out all of our free and paid resources over at positiveperformancetraining.com. You want to take mindset training to the next level? We got you. But here are three more specific ways. If you want to take mindset training and live it more in your life, definitely subscribe to this podcast. We send out bonus episodes. We have our mental Mondays. We have interviews and training episodes. Definitely subscribe. If you want to teach it, meaning taking it to your athletes or your clients, I highly recommend Psychology of Competition. Again, you can check that out at positiveperformancetraining.com. It is a great course that will teach you and your athletes how to have pre, during, and post-competition routines to up your performance. And if you want to learn how to have a mindset coaching business in order to sell mindset coaching, highly recommend signing up for our wait list for our next certification cohort, which usually opens about once a year. But in the meantime, go to positiveperformancetraining.com and check out our ultimate mindset coaching toolkit. Well, it will show you exactly how to get started with your first mindset coaching clients. Again, go to positiveperformancetraining.com for all of our free and paid resources.